it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So hello and welcome to a pre-Lions squad announcement Zoom wall. I know you would have been fucking excited for this one. So opposite me, Ryan Wally. How's your week been, man? How are you doing? Yeah, okay. Apart from being hit in the car by a drink driver, yes, on Saturday, mate. I'm all right. Obviously, we chatting now is bank holiday Monday, but uh, and by, by now the claim's all sorted and he's taking full responsibility. But apart from that... Oh, so he has taken full responsibility then. Yeah, so I had a phone call this morning with my insurer uh, who um, jokingly said on the phone call, um, oh, uh, just to let you you know, the gentleman um, is also insured by us. Um, And (laughs) and, and when I I make this phone call, uh, no doubt he's going to be a fun one. And I said, yep. And she said... um, Especially now that you've told me that you could smell drink on his on his breath, I'm just looking forward to this phone call. Um, Shit. Yeah. So she obviously made the phone call. I then got a call back about two or three hours later from somebody else to confirm that he's taken full responsibility. He's take he's he's fully to blame. He's denied that he was he had been drinking um, because they had to question it because it had been brought up by me and it's in the police report. Um, the insurance company basically said that it doesn't affect any of my no, no claims etc i should get a phone call this week from a local garage near to me that will arrange to pick like pick, sort of me drop it off and get it get it all sorted um and although it's not in my policy to have a courtesy car it's in his so i get one so it's ideal not too bad at all so no and, I, and I've, I've, I've been googling pictures of the uh car that i'm likely to get because they told me that the car i'm more than more than likely having and i'm tempted to ask him if i can just keep it to be honest because it's a lot better than what i got well, so it's worked out as a better car crash than the last two Scarlet's games that have happened anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Apart from that, I've been at a decent weekend. Yourself? Quiet one? Um, I've, I've been I've been jabbed up. I've been jabbed up on Friday, so yes. we've got an extra listener because uh, Bill Gates will be listening live and direct. But he's, he's been listening to, listening to us since the middle of March, though, when I had my first one, so... Uh... <laughs> well, no, he's got it in stereo. 
So yeah, I've 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 had my job, so I had a, I've had an aching arm for a couple of days, but all in all, other than my couple of complaints that I'm aching all over yesterday, I've been all right. I've not been too bad, so no adverse reactions. I know I can go and lick door handles and windows like I was before or something. So we're all good. You've been doing that about thirty-five years, have you? So it's fine. Um, the other obviously point of this weekend. I, I know you love the ending of uh, Light of Duty after we all talked about it on uh, last week's pod. Honestly, last night I didn't know whether to be seething at how fucking shit that ending was or to just be flat at how shit that ending was. Like the mixture of emotions I went through, think because halfway through when I could see they were bringing somebody out and thinking, shit, it's like we're going to find it all out, we're going to find it all out. And then to find out it's no spoilers. Him, yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. But to find out it's him, it's just nah, not happy at all. I, th- well, I thought, I thought, I thought having last year spent a month binge watching all eight series of Game of Thrones and being that disappointed at the end of it that I wouldn't be disappointed again. But honestly, I was fuming. <laughs> what I would say that is avoid Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't I'm, watched it, but, but someone said to me last night, oh, well, you'll be the same with that then. And then somebody said, oh, also Dexter. I was like, I don't care. I, that was what I was just going to say, yeah, Dexter. Uh, I haven't watched either, but apparently it's a shit ending, so I probably, it's no point watching yeah. it. What's Breaking Bad, uh, the UK version of The Office and Veep, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And Sopranos, there we go. <laughs> anyway, diving into the reason we're here. So, Warren Gatland's naming his squad this week. Obviously, I've been putting forth my opinions on some players that he might include yeah. um, on Twitter. But we thought we'd have a little sit down, go through um, our squads, who we're going to do, a little explanation why, perhaps a few explanations on why players missed out. And then um, we'll see. I don't know how you've picked yours because we didn't really discuss that. But I've picked the team that I would pick, not the team, not the squad that I think Warren Gatlin would pick, yeah, which same. I don't I've think done, would I've look anything like this. I've done the same. So I picked, I originally, I, I actually picked my squad two days before he announced the coaches. And then on that day, he announced he was going to have a squad of 36. Um, so my my squad was originally 38. Um, I had to take a, make a couple of changes, obviously, to drop some people out. And then obviously George North got injured um, as well. So... So it was a reprieve. It was a reprieve for someone who went. Uh, was it a player who came back after being cut. No, because I needed to get rid of two anyway. So no, no. Yeah, but you got. Oh, uh, right. I thought you would so, cut so two. I, and I, then I, lost cut, one I cut to two. I cut no, cut two. And George North was then in there. And then I've actually added somebody else in in a different position to bolster that. So, so, so three players who were in the original squad have now missed out. Yeah. Oh, big time. So we we could be in for. I don't know if you've got any. Any bolters, any surprise choices? Mind, I don't. Well, we'll go through them now. But yeah, there is one surprise choice. I, I think anyway, surprise choice that the general public probably don't wouldn't necessarily pick. And you I was do taught, know Will Jordan's not British. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I tried, and I was thinking Finley Christie, but he can't play either. Um, no, the, the so there's one position, one player that I did put in there, and it was a toss up between him and somebody else from a different country, and I've gone with this one because I think. Um, I think he's an outside chance of going. Right. So, without any further ado, then we'll uh, we'll do our squad announcements. I know people will be waiting. I I I know how excited you will have been because I know you fucking love the Lions. Yeah. I keep saying that this is the exciting bit of the Lions, not my selection. My selection's not that exciting at all. But the actual selection. Yeah. 
that's the most exciting part of the Lions for me. After that, I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit half and half because <clears throat> I, for the last two Lions tours, I haven't actually had Sky, so I haven't been able oh, to watch right. the games and stuff. Whereas I've got it this year. I did in 2009, 2005, um, so I'll be able to watch a lot more of it. Um, well, that's my feelings on Super Rugby. I quite like Super Rugby, but I didn't have Sky for years this year. I bought Sky passes for a rugby pass. Yeah. So, <laughs> not not a fan. Um, so yeah, it's it's. But I, like we mentioned it on the past, the last part, it's the excitement of naming the squad, the excitement of who's going on tour, the excitement of how many Scots don't make it or do make it, um, <laughs> etc. Um, the other thing which was mentioned on the pod and I, I didn't jump in on actually is similar to what what uh, Soph said the other night was. I'm the same when it comes to the DVDs. Like I love, like when it comes to the DVDs coming out and the behind the scenes stuff. I guarantee every four years I always have that on my list. And on what on two of the years that in fill in between, I also get like the Ryder Cup one because I always I always love that sort of behind the scenes how the team gets sort of gelled together, etc. So I'll certainly that'll certainly be on my list for Christmas anyway when it comes out. Well, I did say we'll go back and we'll watch uh, Living with the Lions because I've been watching clips of it not so long ago. That hasn't aged particularly well. No, and some of the stuff that went on there, yeah, probably. Well, yeah. It, can't, it, can't, it shouldn't have happened then and definitely can't happen now. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm working for the BBC, but yeah, it, it hasn't aged well. The times were different and, and attitudes changed. Um, so we'll we'll dive in. I don't know about you. I've got a, a twenty sixteen split. I've got twenty four. Yeah, exactly back. the same. Exactly Oof, the same. Now we're now we're flying. So do you want to start off then? Give me your your hookers to start. I so ho- hookers for me. Um, the obvious one, and I'm sure every single person will have Ken Owens. So Ken Owens is on my list. Um, the other two, I was torn between four players. Um, Ryan Elias. He was definitely not my fucking list. <laughs> no. Mm. Ryan Elias, Christian Dacey. No? No, no okay, definitely okay. not. Um, so the four, the four players were George Turner. Yeah. Jamie George. Yeah. Luke Cowan Dickey. Yeah. Rob Herring. Right. And I've, so, cho- I've chosen Cowan Dickey and Herring. So I've got Ken Owens as well. Roll back the years this year. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, to, at this age, he came in. I really transformed that Welsh pack again. I know it's not quite as simple as that. We had a lot of changes in the order. I spoke about this either how many times on the pod. And then we just suddenly we had that bit of stability where we knew our pack was, we knew our lifters were, we knew all our lineup callers were. Ken coming back in was a massive help as well, though. Not that I think the other hookers we have aren't of international quality, despite what you seem to think sometimes. But yeah, Ken Owens is is a, a nailed on for me. I've gone Jamie George as well. And then if we can get his tinfoil hat through customs, I've gone Luke Cowan Dickey. I've gone for, for two Englishmen and a Welshman. Um, <clears throat> one thing, I, I'm not going to necessarily do this to every position because it's going to be difficult, but one thing I will say is the three that you've named, I think Gats will pick. Yeah? I think the three the Gats will pick will be Owens, Cowan, Dickey and Jamie George because I think he'll want George for his experience. He's been on a Lions tour before. He was out and out class and, and clear first choice for me for the last tour. Um so I think that's the three the Gats will also pick, the, the three that you've done. Um, but I, I think the, the factor of Cowan Dickey now overtaking George at England, George playing for Saracens, Saracens not in the Premiership. It was, it was, it actually was a toss up between Herring and George Turner for me as the third spot. 
Um, George, when I was when I was looking at, it, he was straight away up, sort of kicked away from it. Um, but yeah, the three that you've named, I think, is, will be the three that gets the name. See, uh, it's one of those things that I know Sam Larn has talked about it recently. Where you go, do you pick on form, but you also have to consider a little bit of reputation. Like you've got to get that balance right. And I, I, I said, terms of like the difference between picking on form, picking on reputation, as well as the um, Gatland coming in and picking Foxy for last third test and dropping Odisco compared to Clyde Woodward playing England players. Only two years out of date, you know, two years before they'd won a World Cup. Mm-hmm. But he came in and picked those players that perhaps weren't playing as well as they were two years previously. Yep. They looked poor in, in two Six Nations after that, whereas Wales had just done a grand slam. The game had evolved a little bit. I think we're seeing that again this time. England obviously got to a World Cup final. Their semi-final, taking nothing away from they were absolutely... I didn't think they, would, they had a brilliant World Cup for a team to get to the final, but there's always one team that gets to the final that perhaps hasn't, hasn't been as good as the other team. But I will say that performance in, in the semi-final against the All Blacks is one of the great World Cup performances. As good as when the All Blacks hammered France or when France beat the All Blacks. Like it's up there in that terms of that level of performance. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be awkward with England players. I've got quite a few in, yeah? Jamie George is one of those ones, but I think he's one of the form is perm- uh, classes permanent players. Mm. I well, think he's always going to offer something. He's a big ball carrier. He does works on the park well. He does everything I want a hooker to do. And I think if you've got Luke Owen, Dickie and Ken Owens there with him as well, you can afford to go in maybe a little bit out of form. If one person is good at bringing players back up to form, it's Gatlin. And so there'll be another selection further down the line where I might bring this point up again, possibly too. Um, but yeah, that that's my three. Okay, let's go loose heads. So I, um, I'll try to think. Is there anyone that we've we've potentially missed out? You've already ruled out Ryan Elias rather rather quickly and harshly. It's the day so you didn't even get a look in. Um, there is one name I will say, and. He's, I think he's been injured a lot of this season. But if you had said to me in 2017, because he was playing for, for a club then, and when I saw him play, he was fantastic. He's moved to a different club, and he's been outstanding for them over the last three or four seasons as well. I thought you were reading his Wikipedia page, who was it? Harry Thacker. Because Harry, <laughs> Harry Thacker, as a, as a ball-playing hooker, I don't think there's many better in Europe. When he's on form, ball in hand, which you're going to need in South Africa on the hard grounds, etc. But you also need a, a massively solid set piece. And for me, the other other names we've chosen are better in the set piece than he is. Yeah, I I think if you were playing at Pivac and playing his game, or even Townsend, who's it? But to play that game, then Saka. Could come in. I don't think, I don't think he's going to get many England caps as long as Eddie Jones is there because he is quite small. Yeah. He's not this massive hooker that, you know, and so whether he can cut it at the top level internationally, we don't know. Mm. And I don't think we'll find out. And I don't think 
alliance tour to South Africa is the time to test whether Europe is big enough. No, and that's 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 the whole thing. Like if it was just done on, I suppose if this if this Lions tour was, even a, if it was in Australia, you go. I, I, I would that could be a good player at the team. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think, would even say. I would even say if rugby union was played in the style of rugby league, where you didn't have the scrummaging, actual full on scrummaging, and. It was just a case of like rucks, like you play rugby union like it is without the actual official scrums and no pushing and the set piece and stuff. I think Harry Thacker is nailed on you taking all day long because ball in hand, he's probably better than than most. But you have to factor in that, especially against South Africa in South Africa, that they're going to get murdered. Um, well, now I want to see a Pat Lamb coach Lions team because yeah. I think that'd be fucking amazing. Lions exactly. v Barbars, yeah. Pat Lamb doing one. Pivak doing the other. I'm all over that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's probably one of the madder calls, but by the same time, I fucking love that one. Yeah. So I'm not going to shoot it down. Um, moving on then, we'll look at props. So, yeah, we'll put up our, our squads, as we said, after this. I'll put a, a, an image up. I'll probably let people vote and decide which one they prefer mm-hmm. and uh, whose Lions squad they, they'd rather see to a South Africa. So no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. Um, so loose heads, then let's go, let's go number one. Um, who have you got? Oh, are we going through my are we doing just loose heads? Yeah, just do loose heads. We do loose heads and then tight heads separately. Because there's a comment I want to make about my tight heads. Oof. So I've gone um props controversial. I've Genge, Wynn Jones, and Sutherland are my three loose heads. So we have two, we have two the same. So we've got Wynn Jones and Sutherland. Um, I've gone Keen Healy. Right. So Keen Healy was also on my names I would have considered list. Um, so Keen Healy, um, Mako. I was going to say Mako is the other one that I've got down of my loose heads. Prob- to go. Probably Genge. Those three. Um, I'm I'm looking at only potentially taking one, which I've cho- I chose Healy because I think Healy Healy is a scrummager. I think is better than the others. Right. Um, so I think Win Jones is very good. Sutherland's very good at the scrum. Uh, both good good in the, good in the loose as well. But I think as a in the scrum, when I was choosing one of Healy, Genge, and Mako, um, I've gone for the better scrummager. So. With mine, I've gone Ellis Genge as my, my third pick then, as, mm-hmm. as far as we've got two the same. I've gone with Ellis Genge as well for the same reason. He pissed me off during the Six Nations three times, and that's it. He's, he can be a horrible bastard. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes going to South Africa, that's exactly them. what yeah. you need. Because yeah. it's not going to be nice going down there. They've not been near a rugby pitch as well for a year, some of them. So or over a year. I think it could end up going a bit Wild West. What it does mean is, I mean, I think, oh my, but whoever your captain's going to be has maybe got to rein him in a little bit. Yeah. So I think that could be the one. But for me, he's a quality player. He does a lot of quality things. And there's not been many players who come out of that last England campaign with credits in the bank. I think he's one of them. Mm. Despite his off the ball antics, shall we say? Yeah. UFC and people in the fucking head. Even if it is Johnny Sexton, I think I would take him. 
And I said, I, I want someone to grab him by the scuff of the neck and say, don't be a dick. Yeah. But... But on the flip side, what I will give him is... is I know we've spoken about this before. We both actually love him. Like that side, that side of his yeah. of his game is it's got to be there. But also, I don't know if you saw the the touch that he did on Friday night in the in the when he got taken off as a sub. Um, it was just after John Corney got taken off for being knocked out, and obviously the first thing he did was went to their bench to see if he was all right. So obviously it shows, um, and also he's been in um, the film about racism that Ben Obama made as well, and he spoke very well in there. Um, he's the type of character that you want on a Lions tour as well because like in a nice way, I think he'll be the butt of a lot of jokes where like they can wind him up a little bit and just to see how he goes and like it brings a bit of camaraderie and stuff. But then he was also one of the ones that was, was very vocal in the Six Nations about how bad it was in the bubble for England. So yeah. would he want to potentially do that again for another eight weeks like he would have done in the Six Nations and could he, could he sort of cope with it? I'm sure he can. He's a professional guy, but like that's something to be factored in, especially when you look at like... Ben Young's coming forward saying he's not going to go because he wants to stay with his family, which is completely admirable, admirable except for him. Um, it's probably something that's got to be factored in with a lot of players. So maybe the experience of somebody like Healy would be able to deal with that but maybe better than than somebody who could be a bit hot-headed. But... I think as well, um, Em asked the question last week, which I think is a really pertinent question when you come to these sort of things, of who's your character? Who's your guy who keeps morale up? Who's your guy who's a bit over the top, a little bit loud? When everyone's feeling like shit, he calls you. And I know people will give Askell shit, and sometimes that, that's warranted, and sometimes it's not. But from speaking to people who were in the camp last time, Askell was good at bringing that, mm. that level up. When people yeah. felt shit, Askell knew how to pick people up. Askell knew how to think, knew how to make a joke or say, or say something motivational and whether that be the kind of thing that we would find motivational or not people did people liked it people enjoyed yeah. it people felt they picked them up and i do think alice genjan's a little bit of that and he is funny and you know yeah. you, you hear him on podcasts and he's got he's a big personality he's got a sense of humor he's not afraid to back down from things i mm. quite like to have him there i along, i was gonna say along along the same lines of having and Lou said that's got a bit of banter. The obviously the other name that's been banded about a little bit is Joe Marler, which I think Joe Marler would be would be somebody that would bring that. You see him um <clears throat> with his antics on the pitch sometimes with like squirting Haskell with water and when he's shouting at Raxia Bore beef and so on. I think it's just it's brilliant. But I think the the only thing with Marler is is Marler again gonna want to do it? Because obviously that's part of the reason why he stopped playing for England because of yeah. the time away from home and stuff. So um, it's another factor for it as well. I don't want to give away any of my future selections as well, but that would mean coming back crossing paths with Alan and Jones on mine, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's also part of the reason why I didn't pick Jake Ball. Um... <laughs> um... Yeah, Joe Mar. I've seen someone saying he'd be there starting. Lou said today, and I, I, I can't buy into that, I'll be honest. No, same. I haven't got many in the way of bolters. Mm. Maybe one or two that you would... A definite bolter over the past year, though. Win Jones, surely. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, if I you think say... nobody, nobody would have picked him a year ago. Nobody nobody would probably have picked him as Wales' first choice, Luke said, a year ago, would they? Well, this is like... I think sort of last Six Nations as well, people were sort of disappointed that Rob Evans wasn't fit. We sort of felt a bit down, and then you sort of had Rob Evans and Nicky Smith perhaps fighting for that, for that one jersey. 
I mean, now he he, he looks cemented on. He, he, I, it's going to take a hell of a performance for mm-hmm. someone to take that jersey off him for anything. It's not suspension or injury. Yeah, he's. I'd say when we come to picking players of the tournament, when Jones would have would have been, you know, a consideration for me would have been a nominee for me. I thought he was absolutely superb. The turnovers he's creating, bowling, yeah. Andy looks good. He's scrummaging well. I can't find a particularly a big flaw in his game at the moment. Again, whether we're talking form and whether he can maintain this now from year on in, he's always looked a decent player. I think he looks a little bit fitter than yeah. he did do as well. The only thing that I had doubts on of when I was naming this for Win Jones was he wasn't one of Gap's favourites when he was there. So does that mean he's not going to get picked? Um, as he, I say, I will see these. Because I've picked the whole of my squad. I've picked on what I think is on form. But, yeah, same. But I don't know whether Gats will necessarily pick his squad on form. And if you're looking at those three... From on my three anyway, Wynn Jones, Healy, and Sutherland, there's a chance Gats picks Mako over Wynn Jones for me. But I wouldn't. I would pick Wynn Jones. Yeah, I agree. But I would say as well, this Wynn Jones is very different to the Wynn Jones yeah, of the Gatland. I don't say he's worked so hard on his face. I'm sure it was Wynn Jones. I put a tweet out once and said he runs like pneumatic jelly. <laughs> and... He's not that person. He looks a test animal. He's got the fitness of a test player now. Yeah. And it's, it's very different to, to what Gatland had. Uh, Sutherland then, I didn't know if that was a bit of a an out there choice or not. He's been playing well. Obviously, he's looked the part. Yeah, the big call for Sutherland is, is, is he going to be fit? If he's fit, he goes. I think what goes against him a little bit as well is Gatland likes those natural born winners. Yeah. He likes people who can back it up by saying, well, I've done this. And obviously this sounds disrespectful and it's not. With Scotland and with Edinburgh, he's not had the chance to be that winner. He's not been a chance to go yeah. and win things. And so although Scotland have been vastly improved in winning games now, they're not winning titles yet. Mm. And Gatland does like that mentality of a priority. Now, again, he hasn't got a lot of control over that because no. he's got whole squads around him that have got to be at the same level before he can compete. And you can see that Scotland and Edinburgh have both improved vastly mm. in recent years. But yeah, perhaps not this year with Edinburgh. No. But yeah. So that's our, our tight deads sort of no, then. So we've no, both gone Wings. No, that, 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 that was loose heads sorted, wasn't it? Sorry, that's our loose heads sorted then. Yeah. On to our tight heads. So, the thing I want to say about the tight heads is this choice for me was the easiest of the whole squad. No, see, for me, this was the hardest. Because there was two names I haven't put in here who were excellent, but I think these three are the best of the five or six that I could you could look at. Well, then. So, I've chosen Kyle Sinclair. Yeah. Furlong. Yeah. Andrew Porter. Right. The two that I didn't pick was Thomas Francis and Ferguson. So I've gone triple F. Okay. I've gone Ferguson, Ferguson, Fran- Francis, Furlong. Okay. I was fucking hard to see for adding in Fs. <laughs> yeah, I've gone Zanbags, I've gone Thomas Francis, and I've gone Furlong. Drop in Sinclair Hoot. Yeah. Because obviously again another another Bristol player. I was stuck 
for quite a while because I had Porter down as my other one as well. Furlong's nailed on, right? We don't even really need to talk about Furlong. The only question with Furlong was, would he come back from injury and still be as good as he was? And well, yes, sorry. No, he didn't come back he's... as good as he was. He's come back fucking better somehow. Yeah. So there, Start, there's no discussion. Especially stepping. Yeah, and you you go, right, pick me my starting tight end and he's in. So I've got no... The other thing was, Porter was playing so well before he came back. And so you thought, oh, he's going to have to force his way back into this side. And then, like, I feel a bit sorry for Porter because I can't see. Um, Thomas Francis, I've put in there because, as you know, I've long argued that he's been the most underrated player in the Welsh team for quite some time. I still stick by that. I still think that's that's a true fact. I won't hear anything said otherwise. I think he's been absolutely superb and he's done it against South Africa before. Yeah, Tom, good. Thomas Francis has got a busy summer though because he's got to get a haircut finally, isn't he? Because he's leaving Exeter to go to, to go to the Ospreys, so he finally gets a chance to go to the Barbers. No, he's going to Swansea. He doesn't need a good haircut. <laughs> you, you you spent enough time in Swansea down the down the old days down the vetch. Yeah. You don't need a cut cut an edge haircut to be from Swansea. You can just turn up with any old shit on your head, so he can take as long as he needs. Xander Ferguson, I just feel like he should be there. Yeah, Ferguson, Ferguson's class. <clears throat> he's he's good in the loose. He's very, more than competent in the scrum. Obviously, he gets around the park. I just think, I think Gats will pick. Oh, oh well, Gat, yeah, Gats will pick Sinclair, and I like Sinclair. I think he's very good in scrum. He's excellent in the loose. Ball carrying is fantastic. He was great for the Lions last time. You can't not pick Furlong. And I just think that it, it shows testament that the island scrum for me didn't go backwards when Furlong was injured because of how good Porter played. And the other thing for me as well is, is if you're taking the third, and, and I know I've had this conversation on Twitter the other day, but if you're taking a 36-man squad and you're, only, and you're taking six props, if it all works out this way, four props have to play every game. So Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. If you get one of your loose heads injured, on a Saturday, potentially, and say for example, say for example, Sutherland gets injured on a Friday in training, and you are going to play Win Jones and Healy anyway on the Saturday. Yeah. On the Tuesday, you've got to play Win Jones and Healy again. Whereas you could actually play one of them with with um, Porter because he can cover both sides. Not ideal, but if he just it, while you're waiting for someone to come out and go through protocols, etc., I think having that having that ability is going to be invaluable when you've only got thirty six one squad. Um, yeah, I don't. This is why I don't agree with the thirty-six man squad. Yeah, I, I think because, I think because be of COVID, more. they should have had a bigger squad yeah, rather than I, a smaller squad. But there we go. Um, Thomas I, Francis, for me, defensively, you look at his tackle stats for yeah. the Six Nations, is unbelievable. The thing that worried me with Sinclair was perhaps he didn't carry as well as I thought he would carry. Like Thomas Francis carrying. But a lot of that is virtually non-existent. A lot of Sinclair not carrying is probably for me the game plan that was played by England, as well, opposed I, to it being. I don't know. Um, they like to put ball in hand. Like I think he probably touched the ball more. Whether it's because they use him sort of as that link a bit more, like they almost use him as an extra ten sometimes. Yeah. So if that's why he's not making the ground, uh, Thomas Francis does it. Does 
exactly the same. Like it's rare you see him make a, a big bullock in run because that's not the way we set up the play. His hands were, were phenomenal. I thought he was excellent. Mm-hmm. The only thing that worry with me where I would take Sinclair over Ferguson is scrummaging. He didn't always look yeah. 100%. He, he, he doesn't. And we are going up against a good scrummaging team. Like South Africa, you always know where you're going to get. Yeah. So that would be the one. So I would I would give up Ferguson for Sinclair. Thomas Francis would be the only one I think would push Furlong for a starting place for me, depending on the way we want to play. But Furlong, oh, it's, it's just, when you talk about world class players, like he's yep. a world class player. Yeah, he's one. He is. I'm looking at my names on my list now, and I was trying to think like what would my, be my <clears throat> one, two, three, and he's three. Uh, probably Kenneth two, and then it, it genuinely would be a toss up. Currently, because I think if you did it in pecking order, Healy and Win Jones are close, and I think Sutherland would be the third choice. Um, so it'd be one of Win Jones or Healy for my uh, said Furlong is my tight end, and Ken Owens in the middle. So if we were to do a fifteen, but I will see further down the line. Yeah. Moving on then to our our second rows. Mm-hmm. Now we're both Welsh. I'm, I don't think I'm pushing the boat down to say we both got Alan Wynn in you. Yeah, and he would be my tour captain. Well, I, I, he'd be my captain. I don't agree with tour captain, team captain. He's my captain. Yeah, I'd go on record and say he's, he's my captain. So I would say, Alan Wynn, you're my captain. However, I I don't. I wouldn't want it to be a tour captain. If he gets to the tests and there's people playing ahead of him, it, that's in my opinion, that's his own fault. If he if he starts a game, he captains that side. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. But if yeah. people on form on the day are better than him and could deserve to be in that 23, which I doubt, then somebody else is captain. But for me, he's captain. So, this is where I knew I was going to have a casualty. This is I difficult. Knew, this this was knew probably I'd, the hardest choice. I knew I'd, I'd lose a big day. I just so we say, I, I've put Tigburn in you at the moment. Obviously, He's a utility for whether you can cover the second row, you can cover the back row. So, yeah. but I've just thrown him in you. So I've got Alan Wynn, I've got Ty Byrne, yeah, I've got Johnny Gray, mm. I've got Ian Henderson, mm. and I've got Marwa Toji. Okay, so I've got four of your five. Okay, so, so I've got the big I'm... question is, yeah, who misses out? So. <laughs> Come on, it's written in front of you. I know, right? So, so I've got Alan Wynn. Yeah. I've got Henderson. Yeah. I've got Boone. Yeah. I've got Marrow. Oh no, Johnny Gray. So Johnny Gray was John. This is the problem, right? So this is this is where this is. You know what I said to you earlier? I've got a bolter. Yeah. This is my bolter. So I genuinely, when it comes, if you look at Ireland, James Ryan, Henderson, Boone, all of them deserve to go. They're all class. Scotland, I think, I, I think the three of them would potentially could could have gone potentially. You look at Scotland, you've got Johnny Gray, you've got Cummins, who I you've think got your was, Grays, you've got your Cummins. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but I think Cummins was fantastic. Like he yeah. he 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 I agree completely. deserved to go as well. Wales, you've got take away Jake Borks. I don't think he was going to get picked. He does well for us, but he's not going to go on Lions. You've got Alan Wynn, you've got Adam Beard. 
you've got um, Corey Hill. So, who's your fifth choice? As a bolter, Adam Beard. So, Adam Beard, I chose over Johnny Gray when it came down to it. Adam Beard came into it for me because of his mole defence more than anything. Yeah, what I will say is that fifth spot, there was a third name in that as a bolter, which was Launchbury, but he got injured. <laughs> right. So, so I, was... I, think, I, I think personally, Joe Launchbury is England's best second row, in my opinion. And he was in that five oh, as that fifth spot. Um, I've picked Marrow and Boone because they can both play six if needed. Um, Henderson can as well if needed. But I've, I've picked those five as ideally to play second row. And that's my selection. Right. So the Joe Launchbury thing, mm-hmm. because it is a thing that's been talked about a lot. I, I didn't consider him, I'll be honest. I think he was a quality player. But and he still is a quality club, but I don't think he's among the best second rows in Britain at the moment. I love Joe Launchbury, he's a quality player, he's one of my favorite uh after game photos when they give him one of the match. Like all round, seems like a decent blow, quality player, but I think you've got so many outstandingly good second, second. rows. Yeah, this was de- this was the hardest decision by a mile. And like, it's difficult. Tyke Boone, I was very happy with I could use as the utility player because he's been superb and you know he's going to be quality. Whether you pick him four or five or six, you know what he's going to give you. Yeah. People have been saying, that like, oh, well, he's not proven himself to be international quality up until this year. And it's kind of true. He's also been part of a, a struggling island team that have not really proven themselves to be of international mm. quality over the past year. Um, it's great to finally see him. It, I, I, you know, we've spoken in the past about oh, I'm a Scarlet fan and so on. It's great to see him at those heights that we all seen what he could become. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it, when he was playing against the best teams in the Pro 14 and the best teams in Europe, mm-hmm. he looked as good as anyone he came up against, yeah. regardless of what position you put him in. So I was delighted to have him. Alan Wynn is Alan Wynn. He's still world class. He's still unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gray, I've got in there. I think he's had a superb tournament. He's done it with superb second rows next to him, regardless of who they've been as well. Mm-hmm. But his work rate, his tackle rate, he is unbelievable. Yeah, and that, <clears throat> that's that's what killed me with this. I just I just have I just have a I just have a, a feeling because of the size, because of the record he had with Wales when Gats was there, because of how well he did in the Six Nations, I think Adam Beard is going to make make, make a seat on that plane. I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing I would say is, under Gatland, I do think he seemed to prefer Corey Hill to Adam Beard. And he made, he made Corey Hill an important part of that Wales team. He brought him in as part of the leadership group. He yeah. gave him the line-up calls. And, so, and obviously, Corey Hill's had a, a difficult year with injuries and getting back into cementing a place of cameo in the Six Nations and, and look good. You know, we'd be talking about Adam Beard playing so well and then like, oh, Coriel comes back in, oh shit, you, you put him straight back in. So he's a quality player. Adam Beard, I say, gives you that mole defence, mm-hmm. which could be vital 
yep. you know, he's coming up against our Springboks pack, a good pack of forwards, a brutal pack of forwards, mm-hmm. bloody big pack of forwards. And to quote Warren Gatland, you can't train being six foot eight. No. So he does give you that. He does give you something different to Proud mm-hmm. there. Anderson gives you similar, I would argue. I'm a big fan of Henderson. I think he's had a phenomenal Six Nations. I think Henderson being so good in the Six Nations, for me, is the reason James Ryan's not in there. Which brings me to the next one, yeah. And we didn't really mention it, but James Ryan, two years ago, you would have said, was perhaps nailed on. To be probably Lions captain. Or, or, think- or partner Marrow. Yeah, you would have said Ima Maro were perhaps going to be the starting second rows in a test and would be difficult to unseat for the next four years when the Lions next one tour because of their age. And then I don't know if I'm starting either of them. Mm. And I know that's it because Atoje, no doubt about it, is world class. He's not had a good tournament. And this is where we look at the form and quality discussion again. I think of, of the five of the five second rows I've picked, Marrow's got a better chance of starting at six than he has at four or five. Well, more than Boone. Yeah, because I, I would have Boone and start starting second row with Anwin. Anwin. I I don't like a Toje at six. I think he's a he's a lock all day for me. Yeah, and I, so I, I and I've I've picked him and Boone specifically in second rows with the idea that they could cover. Um, but Marrow for me is a better second row than he is a six. I think Byrne can play six or second row. But I think if you're, if, you're, if you're going what if you go in one to fifteen, Marrow doesn't get in ahead of Byrne and Alan Wynn for the second row for me. And this is the issue then with Atoji with Gray is they're very similar to Alan Wynn. Mm. As in you know they're gonna give you work with, they know the theme. Perhaps Marrow carries a little bit better, a little bit further, a little bit faster mm-hmm. than Alan Winders. But you know you're going to get those tackles off him. You know he's going to be non-stop. He's going to be constant. Yeah. The thing that's let him down is for winning turnovers as he usually does, he conceded a lot of turnovers in the Six Nations and he gave away a shitload of penalties. Yeah. And I think... Majority of which was in one game. Yeah. I mean, and that's what worries me is people are talking about Atoji as well as being the captain, yeah. but he was he couldn't adapt his game. Yeah. Now I know the Eddie clearly wants him playing on the edge, and he clearly wants him playing as close to that line as he can. Sometimes that offside line and crossing it, but is that going to go against him? How much can it go against him? Is the thing because he you can see that he's a quality player, and he's one of those ones as well that I was always reluctantly. Acceptant of how good a player he was because he seemed like a dick. Yeah. Because of the clapping and the whooping and the fucking nonsense. And then he's come out outside of games, spoken, seems like a fucking great bloke, like absolute yeah. quality guy. And so now I'm no longer reluctantly accept how good a player he is. I'm quite happy to accept he's a brilliant player and a nice guy. And that makes it a lot easier for me. But does, does he start? At the moment, I think. Uh, I, 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 of my five, he doesn't yeah. get. He, he's not in the top two. And I look at your five, 
and your five is the same with Johnny Gray in there. For me, Johnny Gray's also ahead of him. If, if you pick your five, Johnny Gray's ahead of him in your five. So, so why have you picked Johnny Gray if he's ahead of Maratoji? No, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your five. Yeah. So why if uh, if Johnny Gray's ahead of Atoji in my five? Yeah. Or do you mean, oh, that, right. So if you if you if you pick if you look at your second row, that's five that you've chosen for your tour. Yeah. If you rank them, if you rank yours one to five, I, Johnny Gray's probably ahead of Mara. So why are you taking Maro? Because he covers he covers six. Because <laughs> because I'm gonna get to But so does uh, Burn. Yeah. Mara's gonna be my midweek captain. I don't think he's gonna play many tests, so if any. So if we're talking sec- English second rows, we can cover six. No, don't even mention it. <laughs> Did you know how to say his name? No, because I've all I've read all week, and no, I, he doesn't. He, he he isn't. I've picked five second rows and I picked six back row. Yeah, to which it would be, and I think you've probably done the same with the numbers and stuff. How it works out? Oh, you said we got twenty forwards each, and he doesn't get. In that thirty-six ahead of any of my second rows or any of my back rows, so he doesn't go. No, I, I, I mean, I've got beef for Courtney, but yeah, he's not getting near it no. for me. Not it wouldn't surprise me if Gats picked him, because I had this conversation today. I took took Lewis to do a bit of a net session, and there's a gentleman I know that actually listens to our, our podcast. There's a friend of mine up here. One of the dads at cricket was there watching, and we had a discussion about um, the squad and so on, and. He he said to me that which I agree with a lot of the names that will be on Gats 36 on Thursday would have been on previous tours because he hasn't got time to show people what a tour's about. They've got to get in 10 days in Jersey, gel, play that first game. I think they fly from Edinburgh to, to London on the Saturday evening after the game, I think it is, and then on the Sunday they fly to South Africa. And at that point, the others meet up. So those players then have got the four or five days of whatever it is in South Africa before they play the, f- the first game to gel. I think he's going to need as many players in that 36 that have been on tours before. I haven't chosen my squad in that way, but I think that's what Gats is going to take. Um, whether that means... So that, that helps benefit somebody like Jamie George, like Marrow, for example, who if it were, could be a close, close call. Um, somebody like Courtney Laws a couple of members of the back line that we'll get to in a bit as well, potentially have gone on previous tours that have a bit of a sort of money in the bank with Gats, I suppose, that could yeah. go into Gats thinking, but not necessarily went into mine when it comes to form. Well, Courtney Laws is not good on mine, and I strongly enforce the no dickhead rule. So <laughs> yeah. uh, he's out. Okay. So moving on then, back row. I'm not going to split these up into different sides of no, the, no, the scrum of or number eight. We're just going all back row yeah. and we'll kick in. So, so, come on, let's have yours. Uh, Carrie, Navidi, Tipperick, Watson, Stander, Falata. So, we're really similar. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Bar one. I'm a... Ooh. So, unlike uh, me pissed up after a Lions game on a Saturday night, there's no curry for me. So, okay. he's gone. I've... Taken a bold step of putting Underhill. Okay, yeah. In my, I'd, in my I'd live with row. that. I'd live with that. And I'll be completely honest. Question though for you: If you're taking oh, Sam and if you're taking Sam Underhill, yeah, and I'm guessing the other five are the same, are they? Yeah. Tipperick, Watson, Falatau, Navidi, Stander. Sam, Sam Underhill. In fact, I've just answered my own question because you've got two. <laughs> you've got two second rows that can play six, haven't you? 
Because for me, I've... and and you've got Stander, you've got Stander Navidi. Because yeah, that's that, that's the thing. I was looking at two for each position, and then while we were t- actually talking on the pod when we were doing the hookers, I looked down at the back row and realised that Navidi can play six, seven, or eight. Stander can play six or eight. Carry can play six, seven, or eight. We've got two out and out sevens and an out and out eight. Well, and I I think Watson can can play six. I think yeah. I'd have no qualms at all with picking Watson at six. Underhill has obviously played six. So realistically, I, I'm more than happy with how I'm covered. Then I've got Tiprick, Watson, Navidi, Enderil can all play seven. And I've got Falatau and Stander as my... And Navidi can play eight and Watson can play. But you know, they, Falatau or Stander would be my two eights. As yeah. in, they can pick a ball up and fucking carry. That's how but I should it. some should something happen, I've got Navidi, you can step in there. I've got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Falatau... Picks himself. I think mm-hmm. if you go on tour without Falato, you fuck your selection up somehow. Well, not even going on tour if you if you pick if you're picking a twenty three and he's not in it. Yeah, yeah. You you've, either something's gone very wrong with him or you've very badly selected. Yeah. Uh, Tiprick is still one of the best sevens in the world, so I'll, he's going for me. Amish Watson is finally getting the recognition he deserves and yep. now doing it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps the, the, the thing before was where he, not so much cameos, but people will question whether it's sort of highlight real stuff from whether he's doing it for a full 80. And he yep. is. He, he looks absolutely brilliant. Navidi. Navidi was, was, was the one for me because like I, I read something a couple of weeks ago and it was. Um, it was just, somebody had done an interview with, with Warby and he had turned around and said he thinks that one of that back three for, for the from Wales and Navidi, Tipperick and Falata wouldn't go, but he wouldn't push on who he thinks would be the one that would miss out. Well, I'm not being funny, you're not missing you're not dropping Tipperick and Falata. So it has to be Navidi. But when it came to my selection, I was torn with having Navidi as my second six with Curry. And having Navidi, sorry, having having Stander as my second six with Curry, and my second eight being Billy Vanapola, or yeah. taking Billy out and putting Navidi in there, and then Stander as my second eight, second eight, um, and that's what I've done. Um, I just think the other one, which is a Lions bolter, and I know it frustrates you because everyone mentions it. The the ignorance of Eddie Jones with Sam Simmons. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's clearly not happy with that club for some reason because yeah. there's a few people that, like, you'd expect more players to be involved. Yeah. I'm not happy with that club for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Unless, I mean, maybe that is the reason. It could well be. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps that is why Eddie's, Eddie's then, not willing to give him a chance. But then he does pick Johnny Gray. No, sorry, Johnny Hill. He does oh, pick. No, he does pick Henry Slade. He does pick Jack Noll when he's fit. Yeah. He picks Luke, well, Luke Kandaki, so it's it's just those 50-50 shots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think like I took the piss out of it the other week where Jack Willis was the greatest player to touch a rugby ball according to BD Sport until he got injured. Yeah. And then it was like they pre-wrote all the tweets so they had to quickly edit it and just put someone else's name in. Yeah. Like Simmons is quality, he's a brilliant player. But the hype is a bit fucking ridiculous. It is, well, but I but I think like I remember when was it? 
I want to say I want to say 2001 because it was Australia. It might have been 2005. I think it's 2001. I remember media constantly, constantly, constantly pushing for James Forrester at Gloucester to go because he was ball in hand, a bit like Tips, I suppose. Like now, where is everything's quite. He's a very good footballer as opposed to it just being like an out, out seven. Um, yeah. And they were calling for him to go on the Lions tour. I'm sure it was 2001 because they said that hard grounds in Australia would suit his running game. And I think I think that's another reason like why they're looking at someone like Simmons because Sam Simmons on a hard track fast pitch in South Africa will cause them problems. The only issue with Sam Simmons is he's not the biggest. Now, Toby's not the biggest in the sense of size, but he's tall in stature. He's tall in the fact that no one's going to fuck with Toby Faletow. Like, you see you see a team sheet with Toby, Toby Faletow's name on it, and you know you've got to fucking play well. So if the South African sees Sam Simmons, they're going to go, who? So... Well, I, I don't know, like, sometimes I think that plays in your favor if you're going up with a player and they don't know, but they should know. I mean, the, the world's changed a lot from what it used to be when a player would turn up and you'd go, oh, the shit is that? Yeah. Because now... You know, you can watch games from everywhere, and especially if you're a, a, an analyst on a team or you're a coach on a team, you should know those players. And obviously, Razi will know them. Mm. And, you know, people in that, that South African setup will know these players. So I don't think it'll be a big... Well, Razi will know them because he watches Robbie Squidge's videos. So Well, that's right, yeah. And so he should. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't... I'm not quite as caught up in the, the Samsung. Again, we've got the same problem as some of the players they're talking about coming into the second row. Like the back row, we've we've got an abundance of players. Like in mine, I've not picked I've not picked Curry. I've not picked Doris. I've not picked Simon. I've not picked Richie. Yeah. I've not picked Winner Paula. Yeah. I, I could probably if I sit down, I could probably go on. So it's not like we haven't got the players there and so yeah. should we will give this this player a game. Like he's got and I think this idea of bolters is sort of fucking gone now. Mm. Like we've not really had a proper bolter or a player out of the blue or an uncapped player for fucking years and years. The, the, was no, Will Greenwood the last uncapped player to play for the Lions? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So the, that, that's how long ago we're talking. And in terms of in terms of bolters, the only <clears throat> like there's no bolters now, like you said. But as in someone who has played international rugby before and has played for the Lions before. I did toy with when we get to the back later of, of having one as a bolter there because potentially has the chance over the next five, six weeks to get to the point where he could go on tour. But I I haven't I in the end I didn't pick him. But interesting. Yeah. So again, that's the only one that we think is you've gone for Curry over Underhill. I went for Underhill. If I was honest, if I didn't put Sam Underhill in. I think I would have gone Jamie Ritchie first. Yeah. I think Jamie Ritchie's been there and he, again, a horrible twat of a player. Yeah. In a nice way. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, a horrible twat that you want, want on your team. Like, yeah. abrasive, in your face, a hassle constantly. Mm. So, yeah, I'd consider taking him, not just for that reason, you know, he works hard, he plays well. Sometimes his stats don't quite show the work that he does. And out there, out six. So yeah, I I I consider I consider him if I yeah. didn't have Underhill. And the only the only conclusion from that back row for me is, is I know I know at least one person will be voting for my team anyway. Who's that? 
that's why our good friend Kate was appeared on our podcast before because she absolutely <laughs> fucking hates curry. So, yeah, I know there's one vote I won't get. Well, yeah, I, curry is he's the last Sam Simmons, Jack Willis. He's the one before Jack Willis where everyone got super excited for a player, and he is a, a brilliant player, but I don't think he's quite as fantastic as mm. people make out in a position where there's a lot of fucking fantastic players. Yeah. And so he misses out. And that not because I don't think he's international quality, I do. I just don't think he's he's the best on offer at the minute. Mm. So that's how four was wrapped up. And we both agreed that uh, Alan Wynn's going to be our captain as well yeah. because captain should always be in the forwards. It's, it's just a fact. Yeah. Captain should always be in the forwards and then just leave the backs do whatever they do. Always in the forwards and definitely not at fullback. So we'll move on. Yeah, definitely never a fullbacks. <laughs> never a fullback. Um, so we'll move on to our backs. Yeah. And we'll start at nine. We'll start with our scrum halves. So I've gone for three scrum halves. Yep, yeah, same. Come on in. Hit me with your three. Murray. Yeah. Ali Price. Yeah. Thomas Williams. First time we've matched. Yeah, we've got followers. Bingo. Um, I, I'll be honest. I There was quite a lot that I considered and I'll be completely honest fucking none of them were Danny K. no um, there was one night there's one there's one potential bolter for me yeah. a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago I don't think it'll happen because I, I think it'll be it'll come too late because I don't think they'll go deep in whatever the way this fucking rainbow cup is going to go um, is now that he's fit again Kieran Hardy now I've got Hardy down on my Almost, and I think he's fantastic. And I've talked about this before, like the excitement that I used to get every time Hardy was coming off the bench. It's mad that we've mentioned two potential Welsh scrum halves, and so and Gareth Davis hasn't come into the picture yet. Yeah, I, I, I love Gareth Davis, but I don't think he's I don't think he's ahead of them. And it, um, what we got to remember is Gareth Davis has always been on the Lions tour. He was part of the job for six for me, but. Um, I, but I think what you've got to look up with Gatlin's, and I said these are my selections, not Gatlin's selections. I think Gatlin will probably take him. Yeah, I think he will. I, I think Gatlin will take Murray Davis, and I think he'll take Ali Price. Because I think what he will look at is he'll go, I've got a complete controller in Murray. I've got somebody like Gareth Davis who's quick off the line, can get intercepts, can control the game when he's on it, and is kicking can be okay apart from the fucking one against Ireland. Um and then I think he'll he'll make Ali Price be his one that you're my scrum off that's going to be a game changer. So if he, Ali Price will probably be the be the, the scrum off on the bench I reckon for the test unless he starts because Ali Price will be able to come out come onto the game and at the pace. Like Thomas can as well, but I think with Gats I think he'll 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 probably choose like you said Gareth Davis. Um Murray's got to go. I think it's that defence. Very much based the Welsh defence on... You should have the line. Gar- Gareth Davis is going to blitz up you. He's going to blitz and he's going to cut you 9 and 10. And it worked for him. Yeah. Especially against Scotland and Australia. But it worked for him. But is it going to work for Tandy? That's the other question, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. It Was it a Gatland thing or was it a Sean Edwards thing? Or was it a Gareth Davis thing? Because that's just what he's good at. Do they? Do, as <laughs> no, in, as if in, it was like, Gareth Davis, he would have chased the nine down with a shoe. <laughs> as in the sense of like they know that's his strength, so let him do it, and then we'll build it around sort of thing. 
So I, I've got a funny feeling Gareth Davis will go. I yeah. Kieran Hardy, I, I very much can say I'm a big fan of Kieran Hardy. I've talked about it on this podcast before. I love him. Ali Price goes for me without a doubt. I don't quite agree with Cami Black, who says that he's better than Dupont, despite Scotland beating France. I don't think that's enough justification to say that Ali Price is not the best scrum half in the world. Um, Believe me, I, I've looked and I've tried on Google for the last week and a half to try and see if there's any way we can get Dupont on this on this plane, but apparently he's not. So, <laughs> um, the interesting one is obviously it's going to be the the battle with Faf de Klerk. Yeah, and I think that's where Conor Murray will come into his own. Is he he will battle with after Clerk mm. and they kick in as well, and they control the game in the same way. And he can be abrasive. He can be horrible. Thomas Thomas Williams can be massively abrasive to the point of being a, a, a pain in the ass, mm. like an absolute. He must be a nightmare to play against, and he gives you that quick service. He gives you that quick ball. So, I'm glad we've gone for the same three. Question: I've got, I've got. A- question for you though yeah and taking the decision out out of out well i of picked it. this before young's yeah before he said he was ruling himself out so because, you, you picked it before he ruled himself out yes so did i and he wouldn't I, have been included regardless for me so same however i think he would have gone with gats had he not ruled himself out I don't think he would have. I think he would have gone four years ago if he hadn't ruled himself out. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have gone this time. Okay. I think last time round, not only would he have gone, he would have been a, a chance of him being the first choice nine. Yeah. I just don't think that's the case this time. I I almost put a sarcastic tweet out earlier saying I'd also like to rule myself out of contention for the Lions tour this year. Um but it feels a bit harsh because he takes a lot of shit bendings on being a scrum half. Yeah, on being take, a shit scrum half. Yeah. And to be fair, he's been pretty solid for most of his hundred nod caps. I agree. And and how much of a difficult decision must it be to have made that choice for two Lions tours? Like, yes, he went in 2013, but he made the choice quite rightly and it's total props to him in 2017 because obviously the issue with with Tom's wife um which yeah. thankfully obviously she's she's survived and still here um and I totally understand with COVID and everything going on the decision he's making this time so how difficult that decision must be to not go on what would potentially be the pinnacle of his career because let's face it he's probably not going to be playing international rugby in four years time however if Eddie Jones is still a coach he probably will um so there's this probably would have, would be his last chance as well as on a Lions tour. Um, but yeah, to make that decision, massive props to him. But yeah, he, he wasn't picked in either of our our two squads before he made that announcement anyway. So Daddy K, not getting near yours, not in consideration because BT Sport all over him. Danny K is Dan, Danny K is fucking starting scrum off if you listen to every other everyone else in the world. Well, they go clearly they go, have never watched rugby. They go in full Quins, seemingly. They they want Danny K Marcus Smith as their nine ten partnership. And then fucking Marler is starting prop starting prop and Mike Brown at fullback, no doubt. For some reason these Lions selections seems to have gone full rugby hipster with people going, I can name a slightly more obscure Lions team than you can name that is still international quality. Should we just name fucking Rob Shaw at seven and Nick Evans at ten as well? Is that allowed, isn't it? 
<laughs> Will Carlin in the centre. Um, I'm going way back. Two that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. One that I haven't seen mentioned, which does surprise me. Okay. So, one that's been mentioned a lot, Cooney. Yeah. He wasn't considered for me. No. Not. However, he's a second. He's, a, he's also a kicker. He is a kicker. So. But I don't really much care for that. Um, you know, there's people on that field who can kick anyway. Well, within my selection, I'm not as far as yours yet. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was a lot of things as well where they were talking about Cooney not being it and saying, like, oh, you know, that a lion selection, not but 12 months ago. And I never was. Like, he, he was never a serious consideration for the lions as far as I was concerned. Mm. Uh, the other one, perhaps another two, because neither one of us mentioned uh, Gibson Park. Yeah, see, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, again, kick goals. Um, but for me, I like the blend that I've, I've gone with where you've got the controller, you've got someone who's just batshit crazy when it comes to like someone like Thomas and you've got Price that can do both. I think what did it for me with Gibson Park as well was Ireland have looked poor at times over the past year. And then Gibson Park come in and you go, okay, he's, he's looking half decent. But then when Murray came into that, then you go, okay, they look a step up. They look better for having Murray in that team. And so for me, like, I'm, I'm not considering The other one, perhaps that's gone a little bit over people's head and whether Gatland will finally get to see him back in a Gatland team was Reese Webb. Now, obviously, we had the move to France, then we had the 60 cap rule, and then Pivak basically told him to fuck off because Dylan didn't get on. Gatland does seem to like Reese Webb, but he tried to do everything within his power to get him back into selection for Wales. Yeah. Do you think he could sneak in as a cheeky third choice? Well, apparently he doesn't like being third choice. <laughs> um, however, to answer the question, um, with Gats, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't Reece surprise Webb, me. Reese Webb was metres away from winning that test series for the Lions in 2017. After the old Ken incident and the no, no, remain, remain incident with the, yeah. with the penalty that wasn't. He was metres away from winning that for the Lions. Had he gone the length and scored, it'd be all over and he'd be fucking, I don't know, he'd be in the middle of fucking wine street getting sucked off by everyone probably because obviously the fucking thing, but yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he is, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a case of like... He said he was at home with his wife. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That he, but, that's oh, why he I'm, said. He I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like he, he would have a statue where he just has to stand there, and people will just go down and fucking bow down to him. Like, I'm not. There's no, there's no rumors. I'm just saying that he would, if he won that fucking Lions tour with that try, he would be lauded for the rest of his life. Okay, but what I am saying is, if he is doing that on Wine Street, that's a definite <laughs> breach of of social distance protocols, <laughs> COVID regulations. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> I, not the I, best I, person to take with you to South Africa. Yeah, regard. I think his wife probably wouldn't be too happy about it, but if she is, then I, I still don't think he's. I think he's breaking no. a lot of rules. Exactly. Yeah. But he probably wouldn't be the first. So, 
Yeah, so we, we, we're going to agree then. We go in Price, we go in Thomas Williams, we go in Conor Murray, but we won't be shocked if that's not the actual three that travel. Wouldn't be shocked if Gareth Davis or potentially Reese Webb get on there. I wouldn't be surprised if anyone got called up. I would be surprised if Daddy K gets called up. I'd be annoyed if Danny Cake is gone. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be annoyed. <laughs> I'd probably be more annoyed than I was last night with that fucking shit ending on Line of Duty if Danny Cake is called up. I, mean, I just, I, I don't understand why suddenly everyone. Uh, he's, a, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. And he, he probably deserved more caps than he got for England, mm-hmm. I think. But why are we suddenly talking about him getting called up to the Lions now? It's a, it's a, like, you look at, you look at it and. Dan Robson's ahead of him for England, quite rightly. Dan Robson has not come into the conversation about going online, so has he? No, ben, ben Spencer is probably a better scrum half, I would say, all round than Danny Kay. And he's not being talked about with the Lions tour, so why are we talking about Danny Kay? It, it, it's utterly bizarre. <laughs> like, I don't... He's not even the best uncapped scrum half in England. No. That's the... That's the, the I, I don't know. I just can't. I, I'm sorry that they keep banging on about it. I just, I can't work it out. I can't. See if we're gonna take, if we're gonna take Danny K to South Africa in the summer. Why not just take fucking Peter Stringer? What? <laughs> Peter Stringer, Mike Phillips, yeah. Dwayne Peel. These are three scrum halves. Well, do you know what? Let's let's even scrap it. He can't go on tour as a coach. Rob Owley, take Rob Owley. <laughs> Twenty-four years ago, he was on that tour. He got injured. Take him on tour. So, half back partners as well. Then yep. looking at our tens. Yeah, I've sort of gone three tens. Yeah, as in I've gone for one who's in centre as well. I'll leave you name yours because you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, my three tens are the half back partners of the three nines. So I've gone Sexton, Bigger, and Russell. So I've gone Bigger and Russell. But you've picked Farrell. I've picked Owen Farrell. Mm. I didn't pick Owen Farrell in my tens. You, have you picked? You haven't picked him as your centre, have you? Have to wait and see on him. If you picked him in your centres, I'm hanging up this call because you've given him nothing but shit and said, "Oh, you wouldn't include him in your lions door." You have to wait and see. So I'm not taking Sexton because mm. this isn't a Lions veterans game. So I'm I'm leaving him behind. Again, picking on form, which sounds. A little bit hypocritical because I've included Owen Farrell, but I think Bigger is. No, I'm going to say I think Bigger's the best ten in Britain at the minute. I think currently of the three tens I picked, Bigger starts. Yeah, and Bigger starts mine. I think Bigger's the best ten in Britain at the moment. Full stop. End of story. Now I know he's perhaps not the most talented ten. Because yeah. Finn Russell can do amazing things with a ball. Finn Russell can also do some not amazing things with a ball. <laughs> At times some... when it's quite crucial to not do those things. He <laughs> so... can do some non-fantastic things with beer bottles as well, apparently. So, Well, I mean, I, I stood with him on that. Like, I know that there's rules and stuff. Yeah, I haven't, used it, I haven't used it against him at the end of the day. If they're allowed, if they're allowed two beers and he had three, he had one extra beer, just have one less tomorrow. Well, like I said as well, it's no good him juggling with two cans. That's exactly. not impressive. He needs a third one, doesn't he? Or a bottle exactly. or whatever it was he, he needs. Um, but yeah, Finn Russell goes for me. Dan Bigger starts for me. Yeah. 
I don't know whether Russell goes for Gatland. He yeah. doesn't seem like a very Gatlandy player. Yeah. Who is a very Gatlandy player is Owen Farrell. Yeah. And again, he gives you that ability to play 10 or 12. Yeah. He's got a bit of beef with South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's fair to say he's not well liked since the. I was going to say since the shoulder incident, but I'll probably have to narrow that down. Um, you could also say that he would potentially have a target on his back. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if they will. I think they're a little bit wiser than that. I think Razi's a little bit wiser than that. And I think we will look at as well, as with the issue that I had with a few England forwards that were 50-50 calls, is obviously South Africa tore them to shreds the last time that they played, which was the last time South Africa played a game. I think he goes, for me, he goes, he's quality, he's a brilliant player. Like, he's he's easy to hate. He's easy to massively dislike, but you can't deny his quality. He's out of form at the moment. Whether that's because... England are not using him right, whether that's because Eddie's not using him right, and whether that's because his head's not in the right place at the moment. And I think Gatland and that coaching team can turn that around. Okay. I would take Owen Farrell. Okay. This feels like a lead law now. <laughs> so, who's your third 10? Bigger Russell? Sexton. Johnny Sexton? Yeah. Okay. I've taken the three the three sets of partners, half-back partners. I I think sex this 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 not for I know what I say you'll probably go and he'll be you'll have a storm and he'll be brilliant. I wouldn't be surprised if we see bigger Farrell and Sexton as Gatland's two choices, by the way. And, yes, and Russell Missile. I think um, I think that's what Gats will probably pick. I will be surprised if we see Marcus Smith. Um yeah. and alongside the Danny K issue, I would be annoyed if I saw Marcus Smith. Well, what we could—he's an have. excellent player, but I think you can't—you can't play your first proper international game of rugby in the middle of fucking South Africa with about four, three weeks to go before a massive test, and you're—you're you're going to be one of the leaders of the team. It's not going to work. Well, maybe we'll get a Danny K, Johnny Sexton nine ten partnership straight out of the K home, because them two have got a pro- Keith Earl, ninety seven year old Keith Earl on the wing. We well, could go for the oldest Lions team. What, have you just let slip with someone? You just check, pick this one of your wingers, isn't it? No, um, <laughs> I can categorically say I haven't. Uh, plus, we'll have we'll have JPR at fullback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, no to Sexton. I'm, okay, I'm not having that. I, I'm not saying he won't go. I'm just saying he wouldn't be in my team. Okay. I don't think. Is there anyone that we're missing? Is there anyone? <clears throat> I don't too think. Sh- is no, too soon, for, too soon for Sheedy. George fact, Ford is the right. obvious one that we are missing. <clears throat> He's dying. He's dying. He's muted to cough. <coughs> um, yeah, that wasn't coughing at George Ford, by the way. Um, no, so George Ford, an option. Yes. I will be honest and say the only other fly-off I considered, because... We will get to the whole discussion about Farrell in a minute and you'll find out my, my answer whether he's in this, as one of my centres or not. But as a running fly-off was Joey Carberry. 
Yeah, and I've said it before that the Carberry's injury is what settled Ireland back for yeah. for quite a time. Like yeah. it, it, it is quite difficult to to see that with Ireland. They say it's been a bit sad to see them being it be, and for him especially. I'm a big fan of Carberry. I don't think knows the time. No, I don't think I don't think he's him in there. I think he's a fantastic player. I think had he had a full season, I think he would have been Ireland starting 10 and he probably would have gone on top. But the fact he's just come back from injury, he's a massive downer point. Um, yeah, same. And I don't think... I mean, if it's two injuries, obviously, we've, we've gone one scum to talk about because yeah. I think Gatler would have loved to have had him as an option. The one thing I have, I am a bit surprised that is neither of us mentioned, though, um, somebody he would be fantastic with his ability over in South Africa when it comes to kicking goals, being amazing down there, and that's Stephen Myler. <laughs> Obviously, we all know Stephen Myler's the best player in the world. But why are you only picking players over forty? That does... <laughs> that's... Jesus Christ! This is going to be like that game of football in Father Ted if you pick the Lions team. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, that's all tongue in cheek. But yeah, no, I think, I think the there was there was five fly halves I considered. I picked three. The other two were Farrell and Joey Carberry. I didn't really consider George Ford. I was going to say I didn't really consider Andy Farrell. Andy Farrell. Oh, in Farrell. Um, so we'll move on then to our centres. Yep. Go on. Let's have yours first, and then my four centres. Are yeah, and and have picked themselves. I've uh, these four have always been in as four centres: Robbie Henshaw, yeah, Chris Harris, yeah, Gary Ringrose, yeah, Jonathan Davis. Okay, I've got three of those four. Okay, so I've got Robbie Henshaw, yeah, I've got Gary Ringrose with six yeah. hours, yeah, I've got Chris Harris, okay. I'm not taking Foxy. Jonathan Davis was the only person I picked in my squad using what I think Gats will pick. Everyone else was picked as on form for me. Yeah. But I picked him because I don't think Gats will not pick him. I'm starting to regret the way I've picked this, I'll be honest, because I've just realised that there could be a massive flaw in the way I've picked my team. But um, that's okay. <laughs> what I will add is, what I will add, before we go in, into, like, the rest of it, I the rest of my backline, I actually filtered into specific wingers, fullbacks, and then utilities that could cover it. And yeah. in my utilities, I did have George North as well, but obviously North is now injured. So, well, George North would have been my fourth centre. Yeah. So I've got Robbie Henshaw, I've got Gary Ringles with five hours, six hours, seven hours. Yeah, so it's a lot of hours that I've brought in there. Um, Chris Harris, and then on a similar setup. To George North, <clears throat> and knowing full well I've got Owen Farrell who can cover twelve for me. You've picked number thir- another thirteen. I've picked Elliot Daly as my fourth option centre. Okay. Now I don't buy in to the hype of him being the best thirteen in the world that Ben Ryan tried to peg. No, because that's at the bullshit. Yeah. But I do think he's a quality player. He offers you. A lot of options as to where you're going to pick him, especially if you pick up injuries. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was fucking phenomenal on the last lane, still. 
Yeah, he was. And he did come into my thinking purely because South Africa playing at the height of above sea level that some of those games are, balls fly. Like you've seen Mornay staying before, you've seen Francois staying before, and he can kick for miles anyway. So yeah. that gives you the option of penalties, like even on our own 10 metre line, he's probably going to nail in that atmosphere um, if he's playing. But I wouldn't necessarily pick him in my 23 just so he can kick goals because I think there's 23 players better than him in that in that squad. No, I wouldn't pick him in my 23 just to kick goals, but I would pick him as my 23rd man and think, well, that's my centre wing and full back all covered with one guy. Yeah, I was I was hoping that if if he didn't make my starting lineup, that would have been George North for me. Yes, he can't necessarily cover fullback, but the others could potentially be covered. But um, obviously, he's not there. So yeah, I do feel a bit of a an hypocrite because I know I've taken my piss out of earlier because I don't think he's to the levels again that some people talk about him in. But he's my he's my fourth choice centre, mm-hmm. which I, a lot of people listening might say well he's in the fucking center mm. but yeah that's my that's my fourth choice center um ensure and ring rose i don't think you can drop either one of them i think they, they've been two yeah. quality centers and then this six nations have been unbelievable they've been superb i was going to play up to the the my fourth choice and pretend that it was going to be Adley parks because obviously I've done my campaign. And once I put this podcast out, I can stop doing my Adley Parks for the Lion campaign. Because <laughs> as much as I'd love to see it, it's clearly not realistic. Um, Fast forward three days until Thursday, Adley Parks is named. Names him, I'm going to lose my shit. And he's and gonna gonna be named as, he's going to be named as fucking captain. It's just like he, that. If I swear to God, if they name Adley Parks in that squad, the other thing is going to have to be booking a month off work and finding out how I can sneak into South Africa. Because I want to be for, there for those games. Oh, I just realised. I don't want to be watching any Lions games with you then, because Hadley Parks versus fucking DDA is not going to go down well in your house. Is oh, it? <laughs> honest to God. If you look through my Google search history, Adley Parks on Team India Lenty. I know where you live, and you live quite close to an Asda's. They're going to run up a fucking toilet roll for months, aren't they? <laughs> They're going to think fucking lockdowns come back again. Fucking hell. Um, Chris Harris, for me... Um, one of those weird players where he looks superb, looks vital to Scotland. I'd have him in my team without a doubt that I can't use any actual evidence to back up why he's that good. Chris Harris, for me, is the Scottish backs version of Wynne Jones. Al- Alan- <laughs> no, of, 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 of Wynne Jones. Jones. Like you wouldn't like a year ago, you'd be like, he's never going to go on tour, let alone get anywhere near it. And now he has a genuine chance of being the starting thirteen. I thought you were going to say Alan Wynne Jones because I no. thought you were going to say, you know, that thing that people used to say, ah, oh, yeah, but he does that unseen work. Yeah, no, no. Like Chris Harris does that, but as a back. Yeah. And. I can't find anything concrete that I can hold down. Like, he must be an analyst's nightmare. Because he's clearly having an epic effect in that, in games. But I'm not sure you can pin down a stat that shows why he's that good. Yeah, and, and he is clearly key to how Scotland have defended. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be massive for Steve Tandy as well. Yeah, but without making... An obscene amount of tackles. Yeah, 
like a lot of it's to do with his positional play, his organization, yeah. putting other people forcing I, forcing a pass inside as opposed to having to make the tackle or whatever. And it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I, yeah, so analysts make me if you're looking at stats, I reckon. Um, so looking then at other center options because I've got a few. Uh, Foxy, obviously, you've got down. Yep. You said you, you take him sort of, and you've got to be fair. Like he's got the experience. He's a big main player. He's I, ironically, he's my O'Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> this time I, round, this time round, Lions first test going on my four centers. Hencho starts at twelve. Yeah. So one of the other three could be thirteen because obviously, yes, Foxy can't cover twelve. It wouldn't surprise me if the, if it comes to test week and there's a big hoo-ha because he's picked Chris Harris or Ringrose over Foxy. I, I yeah, so it it be it's I've done a burst into the circular life, but it, it's got that kind of feel to it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's the, the logic, but there we go. Um Cam Redpath has Class. been unlucky because I think yeah. without without picking up that injury, yeah. I would play if he'd played the full six nations, we might have been talking about him as a as a bolter. Yeah, me, now he misses out. And watching the Bath game the other night, he uh, was clearly cruising to try and have a fight with some of the Montpellier forwards, which some of which are South African and some of which are massive <laughs> bastards, and he didn't give a shit. So uh, he would have been great crack on tour. And obviously, I'm not too sure if I'm... Has his, has his dad been a lion? I think maybe 93? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that obviously um, would have been ideal as well. Good story behind it and all that stuff. But yeah, I think Cameron Path, had he played the five games for Scotland and the Six Nations, there's a chance he could have gone. But the fact he got injured in the first game and then when he came back two or three weeks ago for Bath, I think that, that's going to be a downer for him. I thought he did play for... I could be wrong. Um, Manu is being named by everyone. Well, this was going to be my other one. I've got Manu down. Another one that, that I considered. I mean, a Gatlin kind of centre, I suppose, as in he's a big running... Is he not, he's not even back training yet, is he? I don't know. He's obviously not fit. He's not playing. So it's... And you can't remember the last time we seen a fully fit Manu Tuolagi. Probably in about 1996 when he was about nine. Uh, but <clears throat> he, he was decent at times yeah. last year, coming back from injury, and then he got sent off against Wales for... But, yeah, I don't I don't get it. A fully, a fully fit Manu, um, or Manu playing in that England background in... in the Six Nations for me goes on tour, but I don't think you can pick Manu now, considering he's not even back training yet. Yeah, it's a big gamble, yeah, and again, a pointless one, I think, because we've got a small a squad. And the, it's... the only thing you could argue is he doesn't have another North, another Manu to like, he doesn't have a big ball carrier, a yeah. line buster, yeah, a big bastard who's difficult to tackle essentially. Uh, now that you've not got Owen Farrell in yours, yeah, did you consider Slade? No, no, no. I think I, I'm going to make one point now. I was going to make it before we we named the scrum halves, but I'll name it now. We've got outside backs to go, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I've currently only got four England players on tour. I've got a lot more than you. I'll, so, I'll, I'll, I'll fully break down my yes. Yeah, so I my broke... nations at the end. Yeah, so I've, um, I've currently got four before we get to upside back. Oof. Um, so you're not going to say, what I might do, just for lols, is take Ollie Lawrence and then not play him 
put him in midweek games and not pass him the ball, just because it seems quite fitting. I think it'd be quite fun. The only issue with that is, is can you make sure that uh, Clive Woodward's not watching? Is that right? <laughs> well, I might also, because we talked about the um, how you stop South Africa, people starting fights, and how we stop after Clerk, and yet we instantly ruled out Jake Ball. Yep. So maybe maybe we, we bring Jake Ball back for the first test to just flatten Faf to Kirk the clerk like he's been trying to do now for a number of years <laughs> and then just revert back to whatever you started locks are going to be for test two and three yeah no exactly that would make perfect sense um <clears throat> the yeah going on to on to while we were just talking about Farrell I think he'll go I think Gats will pick him I yeah. think he'll be in the final 36 the issue I have with that is he will then want to run it like apparently he's done and Sexton have done for 2013 and 2017, where they pretty much run the, the backline staff, blah, blah, blah. And if that's the case, why are you taking Gregor Townsend? That's his job. Let him do it. Um, I think Owen Farrell, and I've said this on pods before, I think Owen Farrell is the issue in that England backline with the fact they play Ford and, and Slade. Um, he does, he's, if you're playing Ford and Slade, for me, you need a 12 that there's basically a crash ball like a Jamie Roberts because the other two are footballers and Farrell isn't that. Um, and when I'm looking at, at the options that we've that I wanted to take on tour, it didn't really come into into consideration for me on any of the positions. So shall we move on to the back line? Yeah, so the outside back outside backs. Um, I've picked three specific wingers. I've picked two utility and one pullback. Um, yeah, but I'll go below mine. I, 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 possibly the same, depending on how you want to so name. So my out and out wingers I've picked are Duhan. Yep. LRZ. Yep. Josh Adams. Yep. I've got two utility backs. Yeah. Which is Liam Williams. Yeah. Anthony Watson. Yeah. And Stuart Hoggart fullback. And I've got exactly the same. So Anthony Watson makes it to five England players in my whole squad. So, to be honest, there's not many. I think, for me, Hogg has to go, and he's yeah. going to go. And obviously, given previous line heartbreak for him, it'll be great to see him go and yeah. hopefully have a good day. Liam Williams, without a doubt, goes. Yeah. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. It'll shut up saying that uh, doubt does as well. Um, Watson has to go. I think he was fantastic. Fantastic for England in the autumn. Sorry, fantastic for England in the Six Nations. I watched the game against Montpellier on Saturday, and he was outstanding under the high ball. Always broke the first tackle. Always just he just dances for, for days. Uh, Anthony Watson, um, probably my favourite England player, probably because he plays at Bath, but that's not, not, that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, I think. I think Anthony Watson and what he's done on the previously to before is another thing that is in his favour, but he's on form as opposed to some of the others. We're trying to bank what they've done before, but aren't playing well. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. And I think he looked good in an England team that weren't performing. Yeah. It's not always easy to look good on the wing yeah. when your centers are not playing well, your full basketball, your tens not playing well. Yeah. So... He comes in looking for work. He creates a lot. He can be a bit of a scavenger as well, as we see him like creating mm-hmm. opportunities for nothing. He, he's in good form. He's fast as lightning, so you put him on like, those those quick pitches, and he can do damage. 
Duan, as you know, is one of my favourite players at the minute. I love watching him bust tackles. Obviously, going back to South Africa as well. So that'll be an interesting one because I think you want to prove a point. And I was just about to make a point when, when you were talking about the centres in the sense of like, you think Manny would be your second, like your George North, your ball carrier, your best through tackles. You won't need it if you've got Duan. Because Duan's going to come off his line. He's going to stay either yeah. stay wide and do it, or come off his line and do it. And he's going to get through the first three, four tackles. Because we see it in Six Nations. Yes, Africa's defence is fantastic, but all international teams have, have great defence now. And he was busting through people as if they were under nines playing against him. It was just great to see. Um, and long and again with Duhan on, on the point with him, Duhan, and going back to CJ Stander, I'd like to see a brave man telling them two South Africans that they're not playing for the Lions in South Africa. Like, there's no way Gats is not having, is having those conversations with them too, is he? Well, I don't know. I mean, he had to tell Brian O'Driscoll he's not playing the third test of a Lions tour. Um, the good news is, well, I've got Josh Adams in there and obviously we're very, very close to uh, pubs, uh, cafes and restaurants reopening. So if he is going to have an engagement party, he can do it all legally and he can have people there. And as long as he's socially distant, he's not going to have to miss the first two tests. So that's that's a good thing. We, we can safely bank Josh. Yeah. Um, and Louis Summit. Absolute wheels. That yeah. Pitches in South Africa are going to be made for LRZ. I mean, you know, I've got a problem with you with giving nicknames and like those. It's nothing compared to the, your Gareth Davis, but well, Gaz, Gaz D. I've never wanted to punch you so much, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Louis Rizamit. He's proven he can do it at the international level. Now he's yeah. he's proven that he's a, he can do it and do it well. I think you've got to take him as like you you need one player and if you go okay we've got him or Watson or Adams who would just shit off a shovel fast yeah fucking hell like that's that's not a bad team to have but if if you look at if you if you look at that whole squad if we get parity at least with the forwards Having a back three that's going to include two of Duan, Louis Rees-Samet, Josh Adams, Anthony Watson, Liam Williams, or Stuart Hogg is going to cause anyone problems. So, shall we throw um, a couple of unpicked names into the mix? Yeah, that's John, the, the obvious is Johnny May, isn't it? Johnny May. Yeah. Um, uh, I think if we had picked the team last year, he would be in. Johnny May would have been in. Yeah. But we're picking in now. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. I agree. Um, names then that I've seen bounded about. <laughs> Stockdale. Well, I was about to say, if you pick the, 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 the squad last year, your wingers are probably Stockdale and Johnny May. Duan probably now, doesn't come into it because Duan hadn't played for Scotland at that point. And Stockdale now is is your starting fullback instead, yeah. Um, well, no, because he can't play <laughs> properly fullback. Right, we've ruled that one out. Um, um yeah, obviously Stockdale, as well. No. We, we we talked about utility players uh, and players who can cover certain areas. So we always take Jack Noel and then cover a flanker. Maybe if we put well Johnny May, if we took May and Noel, we could they could double up. So <laughs> Jack Noel was the person I was talking about earlier. 
So Jack Noel was the bolter for me that could potentially make this tour because he's just come back from injury. He's got six weeks or so. He's playing for Exeter and they've like he's fit you're in to give him a chance. You can tell that they're trying to do it to get him on this tour. I can't um, see him being anywhere near the plane. I don't think he'll... I wouldn't take him. Like, I wouldn't take him over those six at all. But yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, for example, if Foxy doesn't get picked and if Farrell goes as one of the ten, one of the tens, so there's two tens and Farrell, if the other player they take is Nolan instead. I, I don't think he goes. I don't think he goes anywhere near it. I think he probably would have been mentioned in dispatches at different points previously. I don't think he's ever been a nailed on... Well, he's ever been a nailed on England player, never mind a nailed on Lion. Mm. Uh, I said he doesn't... He won't get a seat on a plane, but maybe he doesn't need it with his Red Bull scrum cap. Perhaps he can... It gives you wings, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so perhaps, uh, perhaps he can fly out himself. But no, for me, Jack Noel, I can't even take it seriously. One that is an outside shot that hasn't been mentioned that obviously could possibly come back into Irish contention as of next year. Simon Zebo As another uh, utility back and play full back and play on the wing, fast as hell, good record, done alliance tour before, good yeah. personality, good crack on tour. Yeah. yeah. That and he would he would he would take the spot of the question M asked the other day because he would clearly run that social side of things. He likes a laugh. I think he, I don't think he's going to get picked, but he's a fantastic player. And if if you're picking someone like Russell plays in France, you, you could pick someone like Zebo. The issue with, the issue with Zebo is obviously Ireland don't pick their players if they don't play up to Ireland. So he hasn't played international rugby. But and the, on the flip side, also he isn't always first choice for Racing. You will say though that aside from the semi-final last year when he had an absolute penalty there. I then went into the final and played very well and turned it around. Mm-hmm. He's been very good for Racing and they said that you feel that the only thing that's really stopped him being the Irish starting winner or fullback is the, the fact he's not playing in Ireland. Yeah. So I haven't picked bolters or outside yeah. shots really but if I had to stake my, my claim on one of them Zebo would be it. The only question I don't know, the only answer I don't know is who doesn't make it out of my six. I well, I, I think I think of your six, they all go. Well, so I think, obviously, I think, you, I, you pick the same six. Yes, but I, I think <laughs> I think the only way the only way a Zebo or a Noel goes is if Farrell is one of the tens and you don't take fourth centre. Well, maybe, and but, then uh, I obviously. Gatlin toyed with the idea of Josh Adams at 13 in the past as well. So that's the other thing because he's, he's like, always got that as, a, as an option, I suppose. And, and potentially with his size, because he's a, he's a probably a Scottish stroke South African version of George North, is even maybe looking at Duan there. But you wouldn't want to do that in the middle of a tour if he's never played there before. Well, most people wouldn't, but then with Gatlin, I never know. Um, so, as I said, 20 forwards, 16 backs. Uh, national breakdown for me I've got 7 Irish 8 English 9 Scottish and 12 Welsh so for me again a 20 man forward pack 16 uh, man back line um, <clears throat> Ireland sorry England 5 Scotland 7 Ireland 11 Wales 13 Oof. 
But um, they, there's so many, if I'm honest, where I can go, oh, well, you know, I can see, like, it was a 50-50 call. It was those numbers, couldn't say. But, yeah, I, I, Scotland, I've got more Scottish players than I think they've had in the past. I don't know how many, how many Lions to Combined together. together yeah. yeah. So, and not because it was, you know, the sympathy of all the, of the Scottish player in, but because they they genuinely play well, and I think it's it's testament to how close Scotland are, save for one or two positions that they just need that little bit of consistency in, mm-hmm. and a little bit of depth in, because yeah. you look at that starting fifteen and a lot of the bench and say, ask the, the quality, yeah, they, they're absolutely brilliant, and they say with a few players returning from injury, they just need a bit more depth. And they could be an absolute force internationally, which we haven't been able to see for a long time. But yeah, that's that's my Lions team or Lions squad, I should say. Obviously, quite a lot of it you've gone for similar. <clears throat> There's only a few players we've gone differently, so I think that's that shows just how much of that core yeah. you'd expect to be the same. And I think I, I saw someone tweet when I, about an hour before we came on the pod and 26 of his 36 were the same as mine. So um, it's it's that, like you said, a lot of... It's I that think, third, fourth, fifth player in each position you know, that, that's the difference. Yeah, I think I think if you pick... I think everyone picked their 23. I think everyone's 23 would probably be pretty much the same. As in, like, if you were to choose a Lions be in your squad. Now, yeah. I think any every over well saying I I've seen some pretty fucking horrific ones I'll be honest I've seen some absolutely awful Lions teams and I'm looking at it thinking what the f- when was the last time you watched a game maybe people are thinking I'm listening to mine but Jesus Christ I've looked at some teams and I'm thinking I don't even know I don't even know if you've understood what you meant to do you yeah I'm not sure you've understood the question and <clears throat> I'm going to ask you one question now and I'll one answer one word answer and I'll give my answer as well. Well, then. Is this your... how, are we finishing the? Is this how we're going to finish the yeah, pod? Yeah, we'll finish the pod on this, and then yeah. you'll you'll get the opening of our next pod. Will be us revealing what the actual answer was. Okay. Right. Okay. So oh, the question is, work. your prediction of your thirty-six man squad. Yeah. How many do you think you're going to get right with Gats's pick on Thursday? Oh Jesus, titty fucking Christ! This is going to need an edit. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay, so I counted this earlier, and I'm going to say 30. Oof, there we go then. So I think 30 of mine will be in Gats's, and you think 28 of yours will be in Gats's? I think 28 of mine will be in Gatlin's 36, yeah. So that's why we'll go to which 28. (laughs) No, and and we'll open up the next pod next week with, uh, obviously, chatting about the squad that was named, I suppose, because it gets named on Thursday, and uh, how how, how many we were. We were right. Right, so... That's all that's left to do is to say thanks very much, Ryan Morley. It's been um, yeah, it's been quite enjoyable. I, I think I'm shocked at just how close a lot of ours were, um, but we'll find out on Thursday how close we were to Warrens, and then we'll uh, we'll come back together. And hopefully, there'll be a few shocks to talk about. But I don't think there will be. I'll be honest. I think we'll will mostly be uh, yeah. And we might have a few gripes, but I think that's about it. So, um, and let's just hope that the, the one talking point we don't have next week when we come back is that Danny Kerr is one of the lines. There's only one Danny Kerr. <laughs> I hope the talking point is Adley Parks is in, but I can't see it happening. Right. Oh. Cheers, well. Thanks very much for coming, man. Take care. And thanks, everyone, for listening. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.